Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Clark and Bobby, it's Monday, so you know what Monday means. We're in the studio. Here we are. Plugging through the Gospel of Mark, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to say... I'm glad we're back on a gospel. It seems like we mm. have been out of the gospels for a while. Okay. The summers, we had the Psalms and we yeah. had the Proverbs and we're going through a number of the epistles. So I'm just mm. glad we're back in the gospel. Yeah. It made me happy. Yeah. I miss Jesus. I miss Jesus. Today, chapter seven, if you look at it, um, just a little background here. It's really important to note that the Jewish people, the Jewish tradition, Jewish ways of spirituality... Mm had a number of laws, over 600. So originally they were given the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Then they made laws on top of those laws to make sure you didn't break the laws. And so there was laws on how many steps you could take on your day off (laughs) and what time you had to stop doing certain things. And and how to trim your beard. Yeah, how to trim your beard and what prayers you had to pray after you went to the bathroom. Like all kinds of really interesting things. And the Mm. desire was to honor God. So in this chapter today, what you see is a clash between Jesus... Mm-hmm. And some of these like spiritual leaders, mm-hmm. and they're going to talk about what true like holiness and cleanliness really looks like. And so, just so you know, that's the background when it comes to that conversation. The, this conversation that's helpful. We because up until this point, because that's kind of mainly what stuck out to you was Jesus talking to the Pharisees and just like, like really this huge revolution, almost a, a revelation that Jesus is introducing to them about like what it means to be unclean and clean. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, we've kind of seen Jesus working and dealing with like unclean kind of Gentile either people or like things. So we talked about like him a few chapters ago, healing the bleeding woman and then um, the driving demons out and the the pigs pigs. even then and even leprosy and like healing and and just being in relationship with people Mm -hmm. that were, you know, they, if anybody's unclean, it's a folk with has leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> so now... Or some bleeding lady or bacon pork. Right, all yeah. of them. And so now he's entering into the conversation just like plain as day. Like you think what is unclean are the things you put in your body. And he is saying, no, it's actually coming out of you. The unclean stuff is from your heart coming out. Yeah. And so these spiritual leaders, these Pharisees um, are <laughs> just appalled. Like, as Jesus is saying, yeah. they're like, no, how dare you? Like, what? And I'm sure the disciples, too. Like, anyway, it's fun to reflect on just kind of the emotion of the moment um, mm. and kind of overall what Jesus is saying. Like, it's much simpler, too. Like, so yeah. he's talking about the unclean. He's talking about the clean. Um, but really, you know, like, let's bring in this new covenant that I'm ushering in. And it's so much simpler. Yeah. It's just. At the end of the day, it's yeah. just about your heart. Yes. It's about the heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen to your heart. DHT. But the verses yeah. that really kind of get to this are six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Because Jesus goes back to the Old Testament. Does these guys have it memorized? Mm-hmm. Verse six, mm-hmm. Jesus replied to them. He said, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written, yeah. these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go the commandments of God and are holding on to human traditions. Hmm. That's good. Yes. That verse eight, you're, a, you're letting go the commands of God mm-hmm. and holding on to human traditions. Mm-hmm. Because when you read this verse within the context of the chapter and the chapter within the book and the book within the Bible, we know the greatest commandment 
is love God and love other people. Mm-hmm. Like that fulfills all these rules that right. we're given. It's like, this is what God cares most about. He wants you to love him because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And then take care of other people made in the image of God. Yeah. And so Jesus is pressing them on that and they don't like it because mm-hmm. they're thinking, hey, what about all these rules? Right. And so it kind of goes back to heart and motivation. Why do you do what you do? Exactly. And what's the driving force behind your actions? Mm-hmm. Behind your good deeds. Yeah, we we've had interesting conversation with that within the Corver household. Um, if you're ah, yes. around on Tuesday nights, um, our campus is just so fun. There's just different groups and activities and stuff. And so our oldest goes to kids club yeah. on Tuesday night. Rocking. And one of the things they do is they have a weekly offering where they collect... Um, they're offering from the kids, they drop it in the bucket and they're raising money and they actually have a relationship with this um, kid named Elijah. And I'm not, I'm blanking on where Elijah's from right now. Um, I think they're trying to fundraise for, is it water? Yes, I think. And anyway, so he lives um, in a third world country, Mm -hmm. um, in in an impoverished nation where our kids club group is helping to support him and getting to know him. And they get to write letters back and forth with him, I think, Yeah, so Kirby loves when they read um, a letter from him. I think he just told me his favorite color was red. Red, And so he's around the same age as Kirby. And so that's what's fun, too, is just Mm -hmm. to hear that... Jesus yeah, is meeting people all over the world and yeah. we don't even know this guy. And anyway, and so we get to help him. And so what's exciting is in their offering, you know, they have goals that like, let's try to get to this amount of money. I think it was 200 or something. So that way we can help them afford, um, you know, this ability to get fresh water, whatever yeah. it was. And so that's like the pinnacle. We're excited about this. And then when we do that, our group as a whole, we're going to have a popsicle party. <laughs> and we're like, yes. And so when we talk about Kirby, you know, we'll get her little offering bag out and like, okay, Kirby, how much do you want to give tonight? How much do you feel like, you know, the Lord's leading you to give? And, and I, I've been just like surprised at like how eager she is to dive into this. She is so, so this is money that she's been blowing leaves for, she's that, working. you know, yeah. she's got birthday dollars in there too. Yeah. And she's just like, okay, what about like 22, like $22? I'm like, okay, like, 22 cents or $22? That's all of it. <laughs> for a little kid, that's a fortune, you know? Um, so she's all in and she loves doing it. And her heart behind it is so genuine and, and she's so generous. We're like, oh, what are you so excited for? Yeah, like, like, what about Elijah? Do you like you know, and water? And she's like, that's I just want a popsicle. You guys, I just can't <laughs> wait for the popsicle party. And we're like, yeah, okay. Popsicles are cool. Um, but what about your friend, Elijah? And, yeah. and how, you know, what about his life situation? How we get to support him and how, <laughs> so, you know, God bless just her innocence in being transparent and able to answer. So we celebrate her and then we just continue to have conversations yeah. about, you know, the motivation of her heart and yes. why we give and the reason it's so, um, there's such joy in giving and we meet the Lord in giving. Yeah. Um, and it is because of a popsicle party, you know, but that's not, not you know, it. at the heart of it. Yeah, at the heart of it. Because <laughs> so, as you go jump back into the passage, yeah. Jesus gets to that and he's talking to the, the Pharisees saying, you're completely missing what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Because I want to talk about your heart because you are doing the right things, kind of. But even when you do those things, your hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. Jump back mm-hmm. into Mark 7. Look at verse 21. Jesus says, For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil yeah. thoughts come. Sexual morality, mm-hmm. theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside mm-hmm and defile a person. 
And so he's saying, mm-hmm. let me talk about your heart for a second, because the outside of you is so quote unquote clean, yeah. but your hearts are so far away from God. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me, as I think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus does not often like directly say, yeah. I'm going to give you a new heart because mm-hmm. that is, oh, yeah. that is such an important theme throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about it in, in kind of indirect ways, mm-hmm. but like Ezekiel prophesies about how like the yeah. heart of stones can be taken, the heart of flesh and the Holy Spirit's work. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. think about Paul's writing with the spirit and being dead in sin, this new heart, this new spirit given to you. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow. And Jesus doesn't mention it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. In John three, he talks about the beauty of the Holy Spirit and the mysteriousness of the spirit coming and going to Nicodemus as we have to be born again. Right. Reborn. If we're going to experience mm-hmm. like the kingdom of God in this relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then three chapters later in John 6, he talks about how the Father draws us unto himself, and that's actually the work of the Spirit. And so as I'm thinking about this going, okay, like my my heart, I want my heart to be with God. There's this mystery of how the Holy Spirit kind of works within us and brings us to the Lord. So my prayer is just, God, help me to like want the things that you want, Hmm. hate the things that you hate. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't want to just go through human traditions and to go through the motions. I actually want more than that. Yeah. But I'll have a moment of transparency. There's sometimes I pray, this is just speaking for myself, where I know in my brain what I'm supposed to do, but my heart doesn't want it. Yeah. For instance, someone's <laughs> being a stinker at church and they're really it's really difficult to work with them, really frustrating. I'm annoyed. It's like, ugh. My head knows I should love them and walk with them and treat them. My my heart is not there. So I'm literally yeah. praying, God, I don't want to go through the, the motions here. Mm-hmm. Help my heart to want to love this person. Mm-hmm. Because right now, it ain't coming. Like, <laughs> there's a disconnect here. You're right. So help me to want the things of God. Yeah. And I don't want to be like these Pharisees that, mm-hmm. you know, are just going through the motions and are kind of being fake. Yeah. Or have a, a bad motive. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good word. That's what I think. I think that, like you said, just stopping in the moment and having a prayer of examine or a prayer of just recognizing like, God, this is where I'm at. I'm going to need you here. Like, yeah, you know, he, he knows that already, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm trying to be honest with myself. You recognize it. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so but I want to turn back to you because you turn talked it. about the Syro, the Syrophoenician woman. That's what stuck out to me, guys. At the end of the chapter a little yeah. bit. So break it down for us, Bobby. Well, I mean... It's just a little bit here, and but it's one of those things. I know, I don't think I'm alone here where you read the Bible. Sometimes you're like, well, what was that? Mm. <laughs> and so we read this and I read it in the NIV version first, NIV version first. And essentially there's a story of this pagan woman. I, I don't even know. It's a Syrophoenician. Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, and she has a tormented daughter. There's, you know, her daughter is demonized. And essentially it sounds like um, she because they would probably have many other gods and idols at this time. She has probably been around the block or two, like bringing your daughter to temple or asking people for, you know, some, some, some kind of help. Because then what ends up happening, you guys, is this woman, she knows Jesus. She has some idea of these like um, children, these Israelite people that are kind of from the remnant, the Jewish community. Um, And she knows she's not a part of it. And so what's so curious is, I'll just go ahead and read it. So this is chapter seven. What verse are you picking up? I think verse 25. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek-born Syrian Phoenician. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. 
And this is Jesus' response. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. What on earth, Jesus? Verse 28. Yes, Lord, she replied. But even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Verse 29. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her Hmm. child laying on bed. The demon had gone. So I remember I was reading that like, what children? Dogs? And so she, this is incredible, you guys, because she knew Jesus's reference. And Jesus knew that she knew. And so, because when she says, um, when Jesus responds and says um, that the food is for the children, it's, she it, knows. It's a play on words. He's talking he's, like, yes. yeah. Yeah, Sorry, go you, ahead. No, please. You know what I'm saying the, the the Gentiles look to all these different pagan cultures, totally. polytheistic spiritualities, many gods. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, being a Jewish guy, talks about the children, knowing mm-hmm. that they're the children of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And so essentially kind of what you're saying is yes. this lady's realizing <laughs> the pagan options haven't worked. My daughter's mm-hmm. still demon possessed. Mm-hmm. I've heard you've done some pretty cool stuff. Yes. I'm going to talk to this guy. Yes. She just talks about the children and she realizes I ain't a Jew, mm-hmm. but I'm still believing in you. And I'll take whatever you have to offer me, even if it's the even quote unquote, the crumbs. If it's the crumbs. And then he comes through and is like, all right. And he doesn't visit her. He doesn't go lay hands. It's It's literally just at his word. And so what's Mm. amazing and really struck me just in the Holy Spirit was, so we have these pharisaical leaders that know the law inside and out and that, you know, they love to, to be in the house of worship and they love, and, and they don't even understand Jesus and his new teaching. And then you, another layer of it is you have the disciples. So their response, it's so curious. Their response after Jesus teaching on the unclean was they didn't understand either because in the, I think it's in the NIV. Um, verse 10. Is it verse 10? No, 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 it's not. Is this the part where they're talking about how they're so dull? Anyway, Jesus responds to the disciples and just says, you guys are dull. Like you don't understand. <laughs> so we've got pharisaical leaders that don't understand. We've got disciples that don't understand. And we have this pagan you know, Syrophoenician, whatever woman that the Lord has drawn in, that he has touched, like you said, that she gets it. And she knows this guy is the, what he's special. He can do it. Mm -hmm. He can drive this demon out all anyway. And so, uh, just encouraged in that today. And it's one of those encouragements too. Like when you come upon a story or a parable or language or word that you don't understand in the Bible, Keep looking, look yeah. to another version, ask somebody, look at, yeah, another Bible translation, something. Cause it, um, the Lord's going to meet you in it and yeah. it's going to be a gift. And so that's the story of, you know, these dogs and this, this crazy woman. Um, I was just blessed in today. Yeah. So awesome. Well, yeah. hey, thanks for tuning into Monday's podcast. As always, we're encouraging you to read it, write it, pray it and share it. And we would love to hear what you got out of this chapter of Mark. And we'll be back with you Wednesday. Uh, with the next couple of chapters. So God bless you. Have a fantastic start to your week. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.